0: Hi everyone, welcome to Catch Up with Kara. So this is my first episode and I am so excited to be sharing with you everything that I want to say to people, JK, but I watch a lot of TV and I have a lot of streaming services from Prime to Netflix to Hulu and I also um, subscribe to Sling TV Oh, and we also have HBO Max, so we did get some nice new movies to watch this past April, but this is the April recap, so I went back of what did I finish, what am I still watching, and which ones did I really enjoy, and I'm gonna break it down by my streaming service. So. Some of these are not necessarily new, but some of them are new releases. Which, um, if you keep up with the new releases, you probably have watched a few of these. But I watch a wide array array of genres. I love, you know, documentaries. I love, you know, things that are just lighthearted and funny and then I like the really serious things you know obviously in the beginning of quarantine I watched like the Ted Bundy or maybe that came out before I don't know but there's all like all the Ted Bundy stuff coming out and I'm always watching investigation discovery channel and I also like a lot of you know the more girly shows and obviously I love reality TV but I'm primarily focusing on the streaming services because i do have my like monday nights have this tuesday nights i watch this wednesday nights i don't really watch anything thursday nights um is like my friday because i don't work friday so i have my glass of wine because i'm watching summer house and floribama shore or was the jersey shore for such a long time but yeah i do watch a lot of my tv um and that's what i do i mean that's what i did for most of my quarantine obviously um Unfortunately, the pool was closed in our apartment complex all summer last year, which was really horrible because if you know, I'm in Florida and the pool is the hangout spot. Like right now, it's the beginning of May and I've been to the pool once, which was today, but I normally would go more, but we have a dog now, so I guess I'm not going to go as often, but um, also the weather hasn't really been cooperative the last few weekends But it's getting to that time where we need to just like take a dip in the pool for sure so last summer was really a bummer that it was off so obviously i caught up on a lot of tv and a lot of movies but let's go back to april okay so on prime the end of my april i watched them and this has been advertised a lot honestly it was a good show it was a little too gory that I wanted I could have done without some of the background story so basically there's about 10 episodes and when it originally was viewed by audiences you know I guess they um, kind of have a select audience to try and gauge how they would maybe edit some of the clips you know in the episodes so they had actually had um, episode 9 before episode 8 So episode nine, how it is on here, I believe is the black and white, like kind of historical part of, they go to East Compton. Is it East Compton? Yeah. East Compton back in like the fifties. It's before, you know, the civil rights movement, but it's a black family, you know, getting away from the South, you know, from the Jim Crow laws and they're sprawling into the West. And so they're a black family moving into like a white suburbia town. And I love how a few movies depict like white suburbia. You know, like all the women have no jobs. They're like in their heels, just in each other's business. So that's how it's set up. And there's a few famous um, people that I recognize, but I don't know their names. So I guess they're not that famous. But it was done really well. I really like the horror part of it. It definitely wasn't as good as other horror films, but I did like it. Again, I I guess at the end you had to have that episode 9, but honestly, I did not like episode 9 at all. I think I actually fast-forwarded it, fast-forwarded through it. But I get it. They're trying to wrap up like their whole reasoning why certain things are happening. Um, not just to the family that you're following but also to the past families that were moving into that area but it's definitely you know fiction for sure and all that so um, you think in the beginning it's really nice but then they have like the font almost like Friday the 13th kind of font so you know it's a horror and it is a little bit gory which I love and I love you know when child actors are in scary movies (laughs) I just love it because they probably don't actually watch the finished product like there's no way I would have nightmares also on prime I just got into the affair and the affair has been out for quite a while and um I think I'm on season three right now um it's one of those shows I can't really binge watch it is an hour long episode and I just can't sit through multiple of them. It's kind of a slow-moving storyline. You're following about four different characters. And there's a lot to it. Um, there are five seasons to it. And it on Google it says it started in 2014. It is a drama. It is nice. You would recognize some of the people in it. But um, yeah, it's 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 nicely done. That's all I can say. I think it was an HBO series. Yeah. Or no, oh, it was on Showtime. Um, we did have Showtime at some point, but yeah, it was originally aired on Showtime, kind of late to the game. But you know, when I need something to watch, or I could just put it on the background, um, that's what I am currently watching. Okay, so HBO Max, I did get to watch apparently this one best picture, which again, the Oscars ugh, just skewed. I watched Nomad Land. I believe that was in the beginning of April. You know, some of the things that weren't being able to release in theaters, they um, are streaming it to people at home. So yeah, Nomadland, you know, it's like a one-person movie. It's kind of boring. It's really long. Um, Again, I don't know how one Oscar and she won Best Actress, apparently. I don't know. There's really not too much to it. It's basically, she's not stationary in one place because their town is not, I think it was the coal industry. You know, they just got out of work and she's struggling to just, you know, live and yeah. I don't know. There, There's not too much dialogue in it. I honestly don't, I didn't really pay attention to it. I was probably on the computer for most of the time. That's how boring it was. So I was just surprised to hear that it won a lot of awards. Okay, I watched Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla vs. Kong with Billy. Um, if you know anything, I grew up with my brothers and they watched all the original Godzilla movies. So, you know, me, I start laughing <laughs> towards like the fighting scenes. You know, it's just crazy. You don't really care about the storyline. You just want to see them fight. I did like the Godzilla movie back in, what was it, like 20? I don't even know. That was the only movie I saw with like my dad and my two brothers. We rarely go and do things together and we got we saw the Godzilla movie and yeah, I just have to laugh at it. You know, if I wasn't watching with Billy, I would just fast forward through all the stupid storylines to it. That's like any Godzilla movie. And, you know, whatever. It's a Godzilla and Kong movie. You can't take them too seriously. At least in my book. Okay, I watched Wall Street. So this is um, Mark Wahlberg. He has his own, like, reality show. You know, like, Mark Wahlberg is just a fun guy. Um, apparently, he's, on this show, he's really focusing on his businesses. You know, like, you... You think celebrities just make so much money, but they always want to like be busy and be more popular and have their foot in like different kind of you know industries. So he has like a clothing line. He also has you know the Wahlburgers with his brothers, um, and he's also an actor. And he gets up super early in the morning to work out. So I mean, he's fun. I just. You know, it's one of those things where like there's nothing else on and, um, you know, it's not like a bad thing. You know, he is a family guy living in a big mansion. He has a lot of expensive things, but um, I don't know. He's a little bit relatable, I guess. I don't know. But it's one of those things. It's like 25 minute long episodes. It's just really easy watch. You could be on your phone scrolling through stuff while watching it. You don't have to be too invested in it. Okay, so on to the next thing I watched on HBO Max, which I haven't finished. It's only a two-part documentary. It is Who Killed Garrett Phillips? So I do love, you know, crimes kind of things. This is a kid. He was a boy. He was 11 years old um, in in an apartment rental upstate New York, and he was killed, and no one knows who killed him. So the primary suspects... Are the exes of the mother and she's the only one who isn't on camera but everyone else is willing to get interviewed you know the detective it's still a open investigation I guess so not everything can be put out on the documentary but it is really interesting you know both of her exes who are completely different one of them is a police officer so you always think like you know Is he the one kind of instigating that the other ex is the, uh, you know, murderer? So I haven't watched the second episode. I hope that more stuff comes out because the first episode, you get the interrogation, you know, the one ex. um, He's apparently a really great soccer player or was, and now he's a big coach of state New York. I can't remember the specifics. It was a few weeks ago, but um, he is really articulate. He doesn't seem like he's a murderer, you know, the way he is. I've watched a lot of investigation discovery. So I feel like I have a lot of um, maybe red flags out there, but he doesn't really have too many red flags, even though he was dating, you know, the mother and he just didn't get along with the boy, but I don't think the way things were, he had a good alibi for sure. And his assistant coach had followed up with that. And he even had a phone call. So there was no way physically possible for this man to even do the murder itself. It just doesn't make any sense. So they have to look at someone else, but they aren't looking at someone else at the time, which is, you know, imperative in an investigation. The first 24 hours is critical. You know, I'm an expert on this. Not really, but, you know, just watching a lot of TV shows or any kind of thing, um, if someone disappears, you know, people don't like how you have to wait a full day in order to write a report because that could be the most critical part of where someone is. And then the last one is a lighthearted movie, you know, a Channing Tatum, Justin Long called Ten Years, and they just kind of get back together. You know, Justin Long is always in these horrible movies, you know, like he kind of plays the same character over and over again. But it is a lighthearted comedy. I probably was drinking during it because it was probably a Thursday night, nothing else on, or a Friday night. And yeah, it's, it's nice. <clears throat> it's free. I mean, you're paying HBO Max, but it's free. It came out a few years ago. You know, Chatting Tatum right now, it doesn't look too good, but back then he did. Uh, you know, everyone is in their own different path in life because it's their 10-year high school reunion and so yeah it's pretty fun. I just never saw it before so I figured like might as well watch it. Alright so on to Netflix. I think most people are watching the circle and I never watched season one and season two I can't believe I never watched this. There is so much about this show that I love like they're all sitting in a an apartment talking to a TV and obviously like someone on the other side is typing out all the responses I love that and they have to use hashtags and they have to use emojis. so I wonder if like the screening process to get on this show you have to be on point with like hashtags because no one uses that much hashtags in real life and you know obviously there's some of my favorites, some of them not I've watched all the episodes so far so I'm waiting for the season finale which I'm on the edge of my seat and now I'm gonna have to go back and watch season one because I don't know why I never watched season one I've watched some of these really bad Netflix reality shows and this one is probably the best they could probably do without the narrator kind of person but I do love it you know because they're really besides the narrator person literally the TV screen is the host of the show You know you're not having some guy or girl come in you know dress the nines trying to be like uh, so this is what you're doing today. This is the challenge today. No you're reading text off the screen and I love that. Also I just love how often they change outfits and they're always doing their makeup and they're like always trying to pass the time with different things. Like I wonder what they how much downtime they actually have. I love it. And I want to know what they're cooking like all the time. I want to know what they are cooking. <laughs> all right. So I started watching Why Are You Like This? I've watched four episodes of it. It is really funny. You know, there's these two girls and they try to be politically correct and they just misread so much stuff. It's not in. America. It takes place, I think, in the UK or Australia or something. And I don't know. It's funny. It's lighthearted. It's kind of a play at, you know, um, you know, you must be homophobic if you don't celebrate gay pride and all of this. And it's just like, no, this guy literally just like you just move on with your life. You don't need to emphasize everything. Like, it's just really funny. The one girl keeps getting fired from jobs because she just feels entitled to like having a job it's just really funny it's really lighthearted, and yeah again it's like a half-hour show and yeah alright the next one I have not finished yet is Last Chance U Basketball so I've watched all the Last Chance U's you know I grew up playing sports and I was a coach for a sport for a year my former high school and you know you always read about these people who work from who go into pro sports and you know they really had to work really hard and so these follow junior colleges a lot of you know colleges in different states you know i'm familiar with new york but other states and the way they maybe not have state universities you know they don't have a lot of scholarships you know, this is their last chance of playing the sport that they loved and they were stars in their high school, but maybe education or finances have kept them from moving forward. You know, like the most traditional, more traditional people have, um, you know, gone through. Some of them lost big scholarships at big universities because they couldn't keep up with the work or they got into a little bit of trouble and this is their second chance some of them you know already have families and they're a little bit later in life you know when you think of professional um, people some of them you know right out of college they don't even finish college because they get signed right away and they're pretty young and these guys are you know sometimes they're in late 20s and still being able to play their sport so this one is basketball I did watch, like, the one in New York for a football team, a youth football team. But most of the Last Chance U's have been with the football. And I don't want to say cheerleading, because cheerleading was not Last Chance you. That was just, like, that other cheerleading thing. But, yeah, I haven't fully watched this because... I do like to get fully invested in the show. You tend to like some of the players. You want them to like succeed, and again, it's really interesting. And it was interesting for Last Chance U football when they, you know, I think they were in Alabama or Mississippi, and they went to California, and that was a huge change just in a it of itself. Um, because in California, a lot of them are traveling like two or three hours to campus because it's just so expensive to live near the college and they didn't they don't really have dorms and it was just crazy um because those guys out in california really had to have good finances in order to attend the college just because of the cost of living how much driving they're doing and all of that um so yeah that was really so i have to get going on that again all right, I watched one episode of Marriage or Mortgage. So this one is a reality show, and this has to be before COVID. It's really hard for me to still watch like wedding-type shows because I still have a lot of anger and all of that towards my own wedding. That was supposed to be last March, and I still have a summer reception party coming up and we got married last summer so a summer wedding just wasn't on my radar I just wish I had my March wedding but anyway this is for couples who you know there's two people one of them is in you know they're like housing expert and then the other one is you know into setting up weddings so they try and convince the couple to invest their money into their wedding or to buy a house buy a home so this is interesting, I just watched one episode because I was like this has to be before quarantine and just hoping that those couples made the right decision and to me honestly if you had to pick a wedding or a home it should be a home but you know whatever I would rather invest in a nice home versus a nice wedding you know if you wanted that big elaborate wedding like I don't understand how people want to just pick one you know it should be a given but you know I guess people have their you know their preference okay uh so I haven't really watched too many shows with laugh tracks and these last two have those laugh tracks in so I'm just not into them you know sitcoms but I did watch dad stop embarrassing me and that is with... I forgot his name... it is a comedy about mother... I mean uh, Jamie Foxx, he plays the father and his daughter comes to live with him and yeah it's lighthearted. I watched the first episode, I wasn't too into it. It's kind of weird, they have he has like people come in right so it's like his his um his dad he has a girlfriend he has a sister and then he has like a the town sheriff come in and stuff it's very weird i didn't really like the psych like the therapist session it was very uncomfortable i don't know who came up with that and if that's like completely normal but maybe i should start again and not watch the first one but you know it's all about he keeps embarrassing his own daughter and all that so yeah and then the, the next one is called The Crew and The Crew has Kevin James in it if anyone knows I am into NASCAR I'm not a huge you know I'm not like watching every Sunday but I like Joey Logano so I love NASCAR, if it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not like, I have to be home at this time to watch it, and I'm pissed because I did miss this last race, and I wish I watched it, but anyway The Crew, it's about Kevin James, he owns um, well, actually he doesn't own but um, let me just get like the synopsis correct, because I watched this in the beginning of April, I've only watched three episodes and I didn't finish it Okay, so life in the garage goes off track for a NASCAR crew chief and his racing team when a new boss shakes things up. So Kevin James, you know, thinks it might be him, but it's not. It's the, um, okay, so the last thing I watch on Netflix is called The Crew. It has Kevin James in it. So it's a garage with a driver for NASCAR. And the driver kind of needs to improve his image he needs to win and so to kind of revamp this the boss ends up having his daughter become the new like garage boss so Kevin James of course is butting heads with her and that's sort of how the sitcom is so again it is a sitcom it's a half-hour long has a laugh track and I've only watched three episodes but I should probably start watching it again It just gets so far back on my like continuing to watch list on netflix but you know it's not too great you know like laugh tracks to me reminds me of watching the disney channel when i was younger or like abc family shows and so just like i just wish they didn't really have laugh tracks honestly you know i want to see if i would actually laugh without the laugh track Although laugh tracks, usually it's like the same recording over and over again. It's like so annoying. I remember watching What I Like About You when I was younger with Amanda Bynes, and the laugh track was just so bad. It it was the same thing over and over again, and you could tell that was not in front of a live audience. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I rented two movies. I rented News of the World with Tom Hanks, which was one of these like Western movies he was in. So it's post-Civil War. He was a captain and he travels to deliver news to different cities. And he ends up kind of traveling with this young girl. She's she's supposed to be 10, but she seems a lot older. And she was taken by the Kuao people. Like her parents had died in like a big fire, I think. So she was supposed to go back to her aunt and uncle and he agrees to like take her and everything so that's how the whole story goes you know they encounter it reminds me of you know Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones where, on their way to a journey you know on their journey they encounter a lot of different issues whether it's the weather or other men or other people so yeah definitely weird definitely a weird movie but it was definitely better than Nomadland like, I hope this movie won some awards okay and then the last movie I actually watched uh last night. Barb and Star go to Delmar. So I love Kristen Wiig and you know SNL skits. Some of them like I really love and so this is one of her characters that she plays in SNL. And so I love the beginning. The first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the movie was great. I love the editing. I love the cutting of it and I love the humor. It is so funny. Like if you had to watch the movie, just watch the first 15 minutes and I love it. But the rest of the movie went a little weird. It definitely was weird. There's like a villain in the movie. And the villain wants to take over the... like. They go to the beach, uh, Barb and Star, after they lose their, their job. And they go to Delmar Beach. And so, yeah. The guy from Fifty Shades of Grey is in the movie. He actually has like a singing solo, dance solo scene in the movie. It is weird and there's a villain in the movie and he's in contact with the villain but he's also like dating barb and star so totally weird definitely not worth the free rental but i did like the beginning of the movie so that is kind of a wrap on what i have watched in april and i hope to do another episode um in june for the month of may i probably won't have too many things but, you know the circle will be ending and I'll probably keep continuing on with the affair and maybe I'll rethink some of these shows that I stopped watching and maybe I should continue to watch them or not so yeah definitely interesting and yeah I'll keep you updated with how things go with my binge watching so yes Thank you so much for listening to my first episode and I hope to catch you on the next one.